Ayers on the Road, value-based parenting and life balance ideas from world-traveling family coaches. Here's Richard and Linda Ayer. Hi, we're back on Ayers on the Road. We always have a lot of fun talking to you, and we don't know where you are, whether you're in another country or cleaning out your garage. At but any rate, Richard and Linda Ayer here. We're glad most of you would find listen to this on a weekend because that's when it's originally broadcast, but more and more people are telling us that they listen to Ayers on the Road as a podcast. And we're sure listening to more and more podcasts, aren't we, Linda? I mean, yeah, we are. They're, they're so convenient. You can get Ayers on the Road on any podcast, on your Apple podcast or on any podcast app. So there you go. No excuse. There's no excuse to not listen every week. <laughs> um, we're not exactly a TED Talk, but uh, <laughs> but it is really fun. We're not this. scripted. Are you? Sa- is that scripted. what you're saying? Yes. We're not scripted, Linda. Do you know those people memorize every single word? Oh that they my say? gosh, those that TED is people! Amazing. We were going to do a TED Talk, but we didn't think we could memorize it. <laughs> <laughs> It is really incredible what people do now and the fabulous ideas that are in the world floating around. It is just amazing. And you know, we um, we haven't been on the road at all this week, which is rare for us and kind of wonderful, but we have been online, so to speak. And um, one thing we probably ought to do is invite all of you to um, visit a website called I Am Mom Summit all strung together, I Am Mom Summit, because we did the keynote there, and it's only going to be available for two more days, well, today and tomorrow, Saturday and Sunday, and uh, I think I think they take it down on at midnight on the 24th. We had a lot of fun on that, Linda. We, we gave about a 40-minute keynote on the eight myths of marriage, and um, we've had a lot of response from it. A lot of these myths really, really hurt marriage. We did a radio show on that same subject a little while ago. But we had fun. But my point is, we're not on the road. We're on the web, which is a much easier place to be than on the road sometimes. Although we're now planning a speaking trip in June that's going to take us to Moscow, Russia, and to Brussels, Belgium, and to London, London and Zurich, where Zurich. our children live. We are always so excited when we get an invitation to go to Europe, or especially Russia. We were only there once with our daughter and not on a speaking assignment, but just because we'd never been there. But we're looking forward to meeting these beautiful Russian people that we'll be speaking with. Yes, indeed. And so, today, on Ours on the Road, we're going to approach a subject that's really on our minds right now. Boy, is it ever. It's on our minds from dawn to dusk. It's even on our minds at night. We even dream about it because we're working on a new book, and the name of the book, the working title at least for the book, is Receiving Family Revelation. Um. Desra Book, which is an arm of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, has asked us to write this book. And even though we don't usually write church books, although we are very church-minded and so on, we um, we find this a great privilege to do this. It really has been quite an amazing project. And we were wondering earlier today, should we do a should we do the radio show on what's on our minds? That's usually our pattern. 
we usually do this show each week on the thing that we're thinking the most about, which is always related to family and to parenting and to marriage. And we were saying, should we do it on, on what we're really thinking about now, which is family revelation? Because this is not usually a, a, a religious show. It's usually a parenting show. It's usually something that we hope would be applicable and listenable to by any parent anywhere, irrespective of what their faith was or their religious beliefs or anything else. And we thought, well, let's do it because we're sort of emboldened by the by the poll numbers and, and public opinion polls show that in the United States, well over 90% of people believe in some form of higher being and in some form of prayer, in some form of being able to communicate with a higher power, with deity. And so when you're communicating with deity, you are sending, seeking, and receiving answers. Or a more elaborate word for that would be revelation. So, So even though we're writing this book for a church publisher... We don't think it's off limits for anyone, except maybe the small percentage of people who believe there's nothing other than this physical earth. Well, and and even they have issues with their families that they need to grapple with and and deal with. I mean, I'm working on a chapter about all the unexpected changes that pop into our lives. Number one being... Um, some kind of mental illness, which we don't plan on to start out with. But we all know somebody that's struggling with anxiety or um, or depression or Alzheimer's or dementia or, you know, there, there's an... Un- well, these are, and these are all ending. family issues. These They're are all... all family issues. And they all need, we all need help with those kinds of issues. Um, kids, so many families are either have or have know someone who has a child with disabilities and the struggle that is in life. And, um, there are just so many things. I mean, people who are dying, we have a, a dear friend whose sister is dying and we, all that requires some help from heaven. Well, and so I think an easy way to approach the subject of today's show, and we're going to call the title of today's show is simply Receiving Family Revelation. And if those terms are too religious for you, think of it another way. Think of it as getting help for my family from a source that's sort of beyond myself. And you may want to think of that as meditation. You may want to think of that as prayer. You may want to think of that as actually asking a divine source for help. Because here's the thing, Linda. You know, you can get a lot of help from a lot of sources. You can read parenting books. You can go to counseling. You can ask mentors or friends about concerns or issues you have in your family. And all these things are good. But... Again, 90% of Americans, over 90%, and this is a little different, a little lower in some parts of the world, but the vast majority of people believe there's something that is divine, something that is higher than us, a higher intelligence, a higher power, and there are ways to appeal to that. And the basic thesis of this book is that the best advice or the best help or the best assistance 
that we will ever get in our families will not come from another human being. It'll come through some kind of guidance or revelation or inspiration that gives us special insight into our own children because we are the only experts on our own kids. There's only one form of intelligence that knows more about our children than we do, and that is a divine source. Well, another interesting thing about this project that we're working on is that we're doing it with our daughter, Sadie, who has just moved from Boston to Utah, and so we're in close touch. She lives 15 minutes away. We've never had the privilege of having a married child that close to us, although we do have one in Ogden, one in Provo now, which is wonderful. But Sadie is a great writer, but she gives this uh, whole project a lot of depth and breadth, and she's in the trenches right now with her little family from 8 to 14. Yeah, we can sit back and as grandparents and you know, pontificate on how you receive guidance and inspiration for your family. But our our boots are not on the ground right now. And well, they are in in the sense of we're very involved and concerned with our grandkids and with families in general. But Sadie <laughs> is in the fire. She's in the refiner's fire. She's got four little kids that are that one the oldest one just becoming a teenager and the youngest one being eight years old, and she's facing these issues of what do I do and how do I do it and what about this problem and what about that problem, you know, dawn to dusk. Well, and she knows the real deal because she's there in the trenches. We always like to call it the trenches. It, there's a lot of... Where did that phrase there's start? There's a lot of fun <laughs> in the trenches. Well, not really, but um, it's is interesting. Is that a war metaphor? What is that? Yeah, We're it's in just the a trenches. place that is really is life hard. Is war? It's really hard, but um, also you can see the light above you, and you know that there is help coming. But, but it is really interesting because she is kind of in this generation of uh, thinking a lot more about meditation, a lot more about yoga she's doing hot yoga that crazy girl <laughs> they go in and like it's 105 or something and, and do yoga in the and these rooms but she is, has such a fine mind it's going to be really fun to do this with her because she's living in a different place but she also has a different mindset and a lot of things that will touch young parents so let me set the stage a little bit so because uh, we're giving you kind of a sneak peek into this writing project that we're on right now, and we're really, really excited about it. And we, what we say right in the preface is we say, look, this is not a parenting book. You might know us as parenting authors. You might have read other books we've done on how to raise children or on how to improve your marriage or whatever. But this is not one of those books. This is not a prescriptive how-to book on raising kids or on strengthening relationships because that would be think of it this way that would be us giving you advice on your family and and we've done a lot of that and and we've always tried to couch it in the in the form of here's some ideas but you're the one in charge you're the steward over your children you're the one that has to decide what works but this book is not about parenting or about marriage this is about receiving how to how to seek and how to receive help from a higher source as it relates to the 
concerns you have within your family. So it's a big departure for us, and it's a very different way of writing and thinking than we've tried to do in books before. Well, it's, it's, it is the same in one respect, and that is that we are fellow strugglers. We are working with this with our family as we're doing this too. And it is so interesting. Wow, I, as we've been working on this, it is has been amazing to me. This week, I was thinking, oh, how, how can we say this? How can we say this? Somebody sends me an email just out of the blue, or I open a book and see, or I look at the scriptures, and things just pop out at me. It's pretty amazing. I listen to a, something on the radio, and it's like, oh, that is exactly what I'm trying trying to think about. It is really quite an amazing process. Now, if you're a religious person or a spiritual person, if you label yourself as such, if you think of yourself as such, then nothing is more natural than praying to God for help with your own family, with your own children. In fact, so many of us refer to God as Heavenly Father or as our Heavenly Parent. Many of us think of two Heavenly Parents. And and we know if we have if we're people of faith that there will be a response, there will be an answer if we pray earnestly and with real intent. To those who are less faith oriented and less religious, um, again I go back to public opinion polls that say that more than ninety percent of us pray we, in some form. We we offer prayers. We know there's some higher being there and the one subject matter that is always part of prayer no matter how religious or how non-religious we are is our family because that's what we care most about and that's where we feel our most urgent concerns and so that's what we pray about you know that's what i love the most about george bush senior's funeral their whole family got up and said i know that our dad is on the other side with our family who have passed on and we 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 have this faith and i don't know how religious and we they hope were maybe answers come through life, those who but have passed yeah on. absolutely anyway it's a really fun um really fun project. So, so let us take on. a brief break yeah. and after the break we'll get deeper into this topic of receiving family revelation. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Ayers on the Road. Here's Richard and Linda Ayer. And we're back on Ayers on the Road talking today about a very unique and special subject, how to receive inspiration, guidance, revelation, if you will, for your family. Now, many families, um, you know, praying is an interesting thing. There's no question that we pray more when we're in crisis or when we have a big problem or issue than we do when things are just floating along swimmingly. And maybe that's a problem, Linda. Maybe maybe the times when things are going pretty well and we don't have urgent, drastic problems on our mind with a child that's having some major issue or whatever, maybe the good times are when we should pray the most. And maybe that should be how do we set up our family in a way that makes it even better? How do we strengthen? How do we improve? And all those things. But in, in actual fact... We pray the most when there's some kind of a problem or crisis. And, and so the question is, how 
do parents best avail themselves to a spiritual power, to a higher power? And of course, the New Testament really answers that question. Christ himself, uh, his most frequent admonition was to ask. And there was always a promise with it. Ask and ye shall receive. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. Um, seek and ye shall find. And it's, but the, the point is the initiative's on us. Many of you have seen the beautiful painting that actually the original hangs in, in St. Paul's Cathedral in London of Jesus standing on a porch on a doorstep and when you look at the painting closely and he's holding a light he's approaching a big wooden door big wooden door but there's no handle on the door and the message of course is we have to open that door we believe in agency we believe that God doesn't force us on things he gives us the agency to take the initiative and and God is committed to that agency that's what mortality is all about And so it's up to us. That's why all those phrases by Jesus start with us. We're the ones that have to seek so that we can find. We're the ones that have to ask so we can receive. We're the ones that have to knock so it can be opened unto us. And so that's the beginning, is earnest, effectual prayer where we're asking for help. And it's the most natural kind of prayer in the world where a parent, an earthly parent, is asking a heavenly parent. And it's almost like, these are really your children, God, and I'm the steward, I'm the babysitter, I'm taking care of them on this earth. Help me to know them better, each one, to know what each one needs. Give me answers, give me guidance. You know, um, I think when we search most for guidance is when we're going through adversity. And adversity is so darn hard but it is so important to our progress because we learn so much from those hard times you know sometimes it just feels like life is so dark and we're just in a really dark place um interestingly um we attend church all over the world because our kids live all over the world well and because we're traveling we're traveling a lot and it was interesting one within one month i went we went to three different congregations and each time in the women's meeting, we were talking. To, they were talking about a talk that had been given by one of our general authorities called "Wounded." Wounded. Wounded. And boy, you know, did that bring out a lot of discussion? It was amazing how many people sitting in that audience. Everybody has been wounded. I yeah, mean, you realize we have that we've all we've all got wounds. We've and all got. You know. There's so many hard things in life, and but then how could we progress without getting through those hard times? I found the sweetest little poem by Mary Oliver. Um, and I think we've mentioned her before, but um, think about this. She says, um, "Someone I loved once gave me a box full of darkness. It took me years to understand that this too was a gift." I love that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, those dark times are the things that teach us the most. And what was the one you mentioned the other day about woven? Um, oh, woven. joy and woe are finely woven. I love that one, too. Yeah. It is, it is really incredible what we learn from the hard times in our lives. So I guess the, the, the message here, the message of the book that we're working on, really, in its essence, is very, very simple. 
avail yourself of divine help because God is interested in your children. He's interested in your family. He, she, they, Heavenly Father and Heavenly Mother, we're their children and our children are their children. And that's the most natural sort of predictable result kind of prayer you can you can ask is i need help on this child you god are the one who knows this child better than i do and so please give me that kind of guidance and then you know linda we've been asking people during the writing process how do you personally how do you personally receive inspiration is it do you hear a voice do you see a vision do you have a burning within your bosom? And most, most people don't answer it that way. In fact, it's amazing the different kind of responses we get on how do you receive divine guidance. Uh, some people will say, I, I get it best when I'm, when I'm in nature. Others will say, I, I, I feel inspiration or, or illuminated thought in my mind when I'm exercising, when I'm running. Others will say, when I'm meditating, others will say, I don't even know. I'm in the shower. It just, I just get a flash. I, I've been asking for something and praying, and I, I, don't, I don't feel like I have an answer. And then all of a sudden, I do have an answer, and I don't even know where it comes from. And it might just pop into my head. And, and, and still others will say, um, you know, it, it's a warning. I get warnings, or I get nudges, or I get little feelings. Um, others will say I get I, I get inspired when I'm when I'm counseling with my with my own family. We have a family council. We talk about things, and that's where the guidance comes. Others will say my spouse and I. It's when we're it's when we're really in communication. Others will say when I'm with a mentor, or I, I ask a religious leader, or I go to church, or I'm at the the temple. I you know everyone has their own way of receiving family revelation. And I think that's wonderful because we're all different from each other. You know, you mentioned family councils, and I think so often that is how we can figure out how we can work through a problem, is working through it with our family. Um, I have a sister who has a son who is addicted to alcohol. He has been since he was in high school, and he's been in and out and in and out. The thing that really has, has saved them and has led them not to give up, no matter what, this son or the family members, is that that father called the family together and said, we're going to help this kid. We're going to figure out what we can do to make things better. It was kind of like collective inspiration. We're going to all get together and work on this. It was incredible. And then um, the father died suddenly. And the mother, who was my darling sister, took up the baton and she is calling family and now her kids are grown up and so on but this child is still struggling with this those of you who have um, alcohol is issues in your family know what we mean it's just such a long struggle with these addictions and uh, whenever something new comes up they she calls up on the council come on we've got to do something to help this kid and it is absolutely amazing he's doing all he can to help himself as well and he hasn't given up because that family believes in him. It really right. is an incredible process. The family can be a huge uh, support to people who are going through really tough things like that. And I think, Linda, what we're learning as we write this book, and it's a skill. This, this receiving guidance for our families from a higher source 
is a skill we obtain. It's not it's not something that you're naturally good at, although I think everyone uh, at any time, point in time when, when the need is really there becomes good pretty fast at praying. But it's a skill to learn how to receive it and to learn how to listen for it. And, you know, some have compared it to a, a radio signal. You know, we, we have digital radios today in our cars and we just push a button and we're right on the speaker. But some of you will remember the older radios where you have a knob and it's not digital, it's analog and you're turning it and the, and the dial's moving slowly and you come to a station and if you go a little past it, it gets dim and you have to tune back to it. You have to find it and get it just right and so on. And that's a little how divine guidance is for most of us. If we're tuned in and it takes some work to tune in and, and if, we, if we get tuned in and we learn how to tune in, we get better and better at it. Whereas if we don't turn, tune in, the, the, the signal sort of fades and we lose it and we don't have it anymore. And so, you know, obvious, the obvious things are, you know, if we, do, if we find the things that stimulate revelation, the most obvious one is, is asking in prayer, but also reading sacred books or reading scriptures or going to sacred places which for some might be a church for others might be um, in the mountains or at the sea coast or whatever and if we get away i mean we talk a lot in the early part of the book about things that that block guidance or revelation and and the negative side of the coin if you're too busy if you're too distracted if your mind is always on your smartphone or on the media or if there's all this confusion, this cacophony of other demands going on in your life, then your mind is never quiet enough and never still enough to actually start receiving. And of course, again, the beautiful scripture, be still and know that I am God. And it's that stillness. We have to find a way to generate that within ourselves and then we're able to start receiving, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, being a good receiver is truly a gift and a skill. Um, sometimes you have to just be hit over the head with it. I mean, <laughs> you know, you have situations where um, you're trying to struggling, 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 and then the answer is right there in front of you, and you just don't recognize it. I like that you you said you know receiving is the skill, and it's like I mean, this is a football analogy. Maybe it'll appeal to some of you and not others, but. No matter how good the quarterback is, no matter how well he throws the pass, it's the receiver that's got to run the route and get to the right <coughs> place and have good hands and learn how to catch and so on. And it's the same with receiving guidance and inspiration for our family. We, we need not only to ask, we need to get good at two things. There's sort of two things. One, get good at asking, get good at seeking, and two is get good at receiving. Uh, absolutely. It is, it is such a fun thing to think about this, and, and we hope we've stimulated some of your own thoughts today about how you can be better receivers, better askers, and, and better in tune with what God wants for you and your family. Um, it's really a, a great question. And so put it in context as we close today, and and here's what we want you to remember. Here, here's Linda and Richard I, who are supposed to be 
and often introduced as family experts or parenting experts or whatever. But the thing is, we're not the experts. You're the experts on your own children. And the best guidance to get is not from some expert. The best guidance to get is from God who knows all things about you and about your children. So we give you that challenge. A lot to think about. And thanks for joining us today on Irish on the Road. Good luck. See you next week. 